Well, this morning, I know we've, we've, we've been, uh, uh, what, what do they call that? Holding up, it's, it's, there's a word, staying at home and all that, and sheltering in place and everything, all that good stuff. Thank you, Jack. And, uh, and so it, it d- does feel really good to be with people we love and uh, hear about and fellowship together. We're going to give opportunity for anyone who has, in this time that we've been sheltering in place and that our, our schedules have changed, right? Our lifestyles have been adjusted uh, to a great degree. Some of you are, quote, essential, unquote. You're actually all essential, but, uh, you yeah. <laughs> know. Um, so maybe you've been going back and forth to work, but you still have, have needed to be uh, careful. So we're going to invite anyone that has had some interesting experiences with the Lord or their family because of this time together where maybe we've been too busy in the past, you know, to spend the kind of time together that, that the Lord has allotted us, especially as, as family. And uh, I, I just, uh, I, I think that probably, and, and Phil brought this up, that there are people who have encountered things that perhaps are fresh and new. And we want to give you opportunity. What we're going to do, the logistics of it, oh, oh, you can use that bathroom over there, by the way. But don't use this one. That's why there's that gate there. Anyway. And exits are, you know, where they are. And you guys have done really well with your social distancing. I appreciate that. So here's the way it rolls. Two mics. We're going to alternate mics. And in between... James will sanitize. Amen. Amen. Did you take a shower this morning? Yeah. Just checking. Get your hands off. Subterranean sanitation. Subterranean sanitation. So, he's going to do that. You have to wipe that now that you touch it. Just saying. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I wasn't going to say anything. This is really an opportunity, and uh, just stand maybe about like that far from the mic and try to refrain from touching it. If you do, James is going to take notes, and he will <laughs> he will wipe off that spot. So it's open, and Phil is wired for sound, and he will be moderating this event. I'm looking forward to this. Who will be first? I will. I am here just to take care of my domestic responsibilities this morning. However, if it's okay, John, I would like to lead out because I have been looking forward to this day since the 1st of May. I have been looking forward to this day since the 1st of April. I've been looking forward to this day since March, and it's great to see you guys. I have pit bulls. They are affectionate. They are intuitive. But they are not dynamic communicators. So I've been looking forward to my family, our church family, and this reunion. And I wish you would join me in praising God that Lee Yerudia is standing in church this morning. Praise the Lord, Lee. 
Thank you, Father God. This mic is now sanitized. I feel like, can you hear me? I feel like I, I need to share with you the last 10 weeks of my life. It's been different. Um, shutting in has been different. It's actually been a compliment to what we've had to go through for the last 10 weeks. Uh, what I've got to really share with you, though, is that when this all started, you know, we were on our way to San Diego. We stopped in uh, Colorado Springs to watch our granddaughter at the academy. And... Uh, that Sunday morning, as we're getting ready, is when it all turned. I mean, it turned significantly, and uh, Lee's life changed in a minute, and my life changed with it. And the first thing that you always do is you question, and, you know, you question a lot of things. I, I, I didn't question God about anything other than why Lee, because I'm ready to accept anything he's ready to give me. And then I realized if I had a question, it's because I wasn't believing, because there's really no question. What it is is an answer. And God was giving me an answer to something I didn't even know I was asking, was at this point in my life, what can I do to make my life more important? Well, for the last ten weeks, I found out that there's been nothing more important than actually hearing my wife gab. And I miss that so much. And there's a lot of things that I'm learning that have been there the whole time that I really didn't pay attention to. And this has probably been the best ten weeks of my marriage. Because during these ten weeks, I got to serve somebody who has always served me. And I got to connect with her on a completely different level. And I look up every once in a while and I think, how did I get here? And how did you brought me here? And why am I here? And I keep on going back to the same thing, is don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Keep on accepting the fact that you're being given an opportunity to find a newly with no filters. <laughs> and to listen to somebody that I've known all my life tell me things that have been inside her that she's never been either able to say or wanted to say. Because now with the no filter, she's willing to come back spontaneously to tell me stuff. And it's probably been there the whole time, and I just never listened to it. So I'm praising God for what he's put me through. I feel for Lee that she's having to struggle with it, but the smile on her face, which comes regularly, is awesome. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fellowship, which extends way past uh, Franklin Covenant. It, It extends to my whole church family and some of you heard my testimony. I, I'm relatively new Christian. You know, 17 years is, is a pimple on some of you guys. I didn't, did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. It could be edited. But the important part was I feel like part of a family. And no matter where I turn, the people that I've learned to align myself with, my fellowships, my small groups, the Pauls that I like to talk to, the... the um, Timothy's that I listen and then talk to and I really pay more attention to. 
it, it all becomes one clear picture, and it becomes a picture of life and how it's really supposed to be lived. And I enjoy that, and I appreciate it. So I didn't know what I was going to say when I got up here. I, I didn't know I was going to say thank you, but I knew I was going to say thank you. But I didn't know I was going to say thank you to God for what it is he's putting me through and how much import there is to what it is in the Bible that makes everything more important, that we're here to serve. And when I look at my wife's eyes, I see Jesus now clearer than I ever have before. So, thank you. I'm not very um, clear, clear in my speaking. I'm not a public speaker. However, I felt prompted to share with you that this season in my life has transformed me and my husband. Um, my friend Nancy can verify I was considering leaving my husband in January because I... Because I didn't care for what I thought was a perfect husband. But I was foolishly thinking those thoughts. And then in January, he got very, very sick. Very sick. And he's still sick. And he's in the hospital. And uh, I started claiming Psalm 91 over us. And for the first time in 40 years together... Wish taking communion every day or, and praying together like we should have been for the last 40 years. So, Mike was saying over him, Oh, goodness, um, you will not fear the terror of night and the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and the punishment of the wicked. And I was claiming his healing, and then I decided, let me, let me finish the rest of that chapter. As he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Today my husband is praying more than he ever has. So this sickness is probably a blessing in disguise, although I wanted to yell at God about it. And why is this happening to him? I believe that the Lord is going to do a wonderful work, whether he lives or dies. He will do a wonderful work in both of our lives. 
And I praise God for that. All right, I'm not ready. Ah, blasted. Hold on. Blasted. Hold on. Okay, I think I can get it now. Um, Bob and I, when we get up in the morning, is it good? Okay. He's usually up before I am, and he'll get in the Word. And then I'll get up, I'll do the vitamins and supplements, get a bottle of water, and we'll sit down. And we will read a book together. We finished recently a book on how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit and in the supernatural by the head of Karis Bible College. That's pretty good. But recently, the Lord showed me a book by Brenda Kuhneman, who is a prophetess and a pastor's wife out in North Country. And her husband is a prophet. And they've been right on about what we've been going through in these end times. So I found out she had written a book called The Daily Decree. And I thought, wow, I'll check that out. So I did. It's awesome. It declares the word of God. It declares the truths of God. It declares the kingdom of God. And Bob and I will read a page of this every single day over our lives and over our families and other people that we love. And we started taking Holy Communion every single day. I'm 77. Bob is 85 this year. And we're going to live to 120, aren't we, honey? Because the Bible says we can, if the rapture doesn't come first. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I just want to read one of the decrees over Holy Communion. Because we received it this morning. And I think it's so excellent. We decree. You receive a new understanding and revelation of the body and the blood of Christ. May the understanding of the communion meal be increased within you. We say each time you receive of the body and the blood of the Lord in his supper that your inner being is saturated with the supernatural power that is provided in this meal. We say it causes healing And as you receive, we declare all poisons and toxins are driven from your mind and your body. We say you are washed afresh with the cleansing blood of Jesus. May you have a clear ability to receive the supper of the Lord and be able to correctly examine yourself 
and to also discern the Lord's body according to the word of God. May the communion meal become real to you and cause you to receive a revelation of the Lord Jesus and his death and resurrection in a life-changing way. We prophesy that all the benefits provided in the meal of the Lord rest upon you, within you, and around you, in Jesus' name. And that's my prayer for our body today. Hi, church family. I'm probably the last person anybody expects to get up and speak because uh, I don't talk much in general. Uh, this year has been enlightening. Uh, homeschooling for somebody who's not usually around children was quite tasking. And uh, we got through it. And he graduated to seventh grade, and I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> yay. Uh, this time has given me a lot of time to reconnect with family members, uh, slow my life down, uh, be more creative in my wood shop, my metal shop, my gardens, my flowers. Everything is, like, gorgeous. And I'm looking around my yards, and I'm seeing God's beauty. Everywhere, everything I'm doing. And it makes me feel alive and reconnected. And I probably needed this slowdown in life for a long time. And it's working. I got one last trip to Miami, and this one will be to pack up the house, shut everything down, and move my sister up to the Atlanta area so that some of us can get closer back together. And so we're working on changes in our, our lives. And this has been a really good time. I've missed everyone. Even though I don't talk a lot, I see hey, And that's good. And it's good to connect with people again. Uh, I'm learning a lot about just being me and living and trying to put myself out there is not too much. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, thank you all for being here today. I was excited when I saw Woody's post that you were having church. It made me excited. I got dressed and just came. So here I am. Love you all. Have a great day. some good news. Jesus was not quarantined. <laughs> Alive and well and working through his people. Patsy and I have had some tremendous things happening. Opportunities to lay hands on some very old people um, and pray for them for healing. Uh, did you? I know you know, John, you know me pretty well, but Everybody doesn't know. I don't pray like most people do. I don't ask the Lord to do something because he's already done it all. And he told us to claim it. So I command it in the name of Jesus.
Just like with Kayla, when she had a tumor, we commanded that tumor to die. It did. So we are already just commanding, not of God, but of the things he has already done, reclaiming them out of the spirit world into the natural realm. And uh, as far as this uh, export from China, I'm not afraid of it. Because I know who I am. I am the healed. See, I don't have to get healed because I already am. Because that's what the Word says. By his stripes, you were healed. Not going to be healed. We'll get healed. You are healed. So anything that tries to come against it is trying to steal my healing. And I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. But anyway, it's good to be here. Good to see some faces I haven't seen in a long time. Um, but I have seen some of them. I've seen Jack, and I've seen uh, Jerry, and uh, seen John, I guess, once uh, once or twice. Anyway, just seen everybody. It's good to see Mr. Hoop and Connor this morning. Welcome back. I heard that you had moved back, but I've talked to your father. And I was sorry to hear about your granddad. Neil was a good friend. Anyway, I don't have a whole lot to say. I usually, you usually can't shut me up, but today I just want to let you know that Jesus was never quarantined, never will be. He'll always be available to you at any time, day or night. Because sometimes I talk to him at night, in the middle of the night when I wake up. And uh, um, the other thing is, he never condemns. He never condemns. He condemns sin, but it doesn't condemn people. He loves us. And when we once get a hold of how much God the Father loved us that he sent his son, we will learn a whole lot of things. But after that, when you get to know that love, that, that God loves you above and beyond anything else, he created us for himself. And he loves us. Even when we don't do what he likes, he still loves us. Just like your own children. They don't always please you, but you'll never stop loving them. And if we can do that, God's a whole lot bigger than we are. So anyway, with that, I hope to see you again next week. Bye. want to read out of Romans, Romans 8, 38 and 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels can't and the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow. And even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And nothing can separate us from the Lord. But for a while, we've been separated from each other. And another part of Scripture tells us 
that we are in need of one another, not to forsake the gathering together, the assembling together of believers. And that scripture took on a new meaning with all of a sudden church being stopped. What has happened in history before that has actually caused the church not to meet? I mean, in some countries, persecution has caused the church to go underground, but they still met. Now, with the concerns over our health, we actually stopped gathering together, assembling together as believers. I've missed it. And this is wonderful today that, uh, that we're sharing time together. We're sharing the word together. We're sharing communion together. And it feels good. Good to see you all. Are we are we done? Anyone else? Thank you, because you you saved yourself from having to hear Bob or me or you know somebody like that. <laughs> okay, my son Ian Barrier came back um, to stay with us until he goes to AmeriCorps. And I didn't read the Bible because my brain aneurysm, I was reading it before and then my brain ruptured. And I was like finding Dory 51st Dates and Groundhog Day. So I read two paragraphs and then I don't know what was in the first paragraph. So I just didn't pick the Bible back up because first it's kind of hard to go through all and with numbers and forget it. Because I was also diagnosed with decalculatitis or something, which is math. I can't do numbers. So it was hard for me to want to read it. So then one day, my knucklehead, he's walking down the road, and he's listening to some Christian music. He comes back crying. I found him. I said, good, he's always been there waiting for you, because, you know, baptized and all that stuff. So then he lectures me like I'm the kid. Mom, you know, you can start reading the Bible, because Jesus knows. If you don't remember, he doesn't care about that. It's the fact that he knows that you're reading. Just do it. So, the one that I used to ground all the time is the one that brought me back to reading the Bible. So, I can remember, I finished reading Ruth, because, you know, it's kind of short, you know, a little bit. And then Danny Antoine said, just start reading, you know, Matthew, Luke, and do that first, you know. And so, I'm starting to read that. And I actually kind of remembered where I left off without a sticky note. So... I want to thank my son for bringing me back to reading the Bible and for you finding God, knowing that he was always there, just waiting for you. So I love you. Thank you.
I'm actually going to ask John Gibson to share what uh, it is that I wanted to share with you. Uh, Deb and I have been, um, like everybody else, staying at home pretty much, you know, going out maybe once a week for groceries and that sort of thing. But we've listened to some really good music. And one song that uh, John played this morning as a prelude before the worship team actually started their practice was The Blessing. And it's by Carrie Job and uh, Cody Barnes uh, in concert with Elevation Worship. And it's just really a special song. And I think God would say it uh, over us today.
Listening, John. Shauna Bernelson, a great friend of mine, had the privilege of being Carrie Job's worship partner for several months at the Christ for the Nations Church in Dallas. And Shauna, while we were at the Alliance together, I had the privilege of being her worship partner there for a couple of years. And after leaving, she was featured at uh, Biltmore Baptist nearly every Sunday for well over a year. And then for a while was featured at the Discover Church. <clears throat> and I remember one Sunday I, we mounted the platform. <clears throat> and Shauna was there. I looked around and I couldn't see her. It was time to start the service. And then I looked down, and she was kneeling about four feet behind me on an angle, and she was praying her heart out. And after the service, I asked her, I said, Shauna, have you always sung with the kind of spiritual power that you do now? And she said, no, I've sung all my life. But she said, when God commissioned me to be Carrie Job's worship partner, he gave me an incredible anointing. And I thanked her for sharing that with me. And I just want you to know that exciting things still happen in Franklin, North Carolina. And I believe, I truly believe, that we can see the kingdom in the horizontal in the horizontal realm if God just gives us eyes to see it. Um, it is such a blessing to be back here. And um, I realize one thing the Lord did in my heart was um, during this time of not being able to gather together. Um, I, I, I would listen to our service and then I'd listen to some of our children's services where they worship. And then I listened to some other ones that, um, you know, it just seemed like. The Lord just had me doing that. And from the church where I grew up, um, I listened to some of those services. And I, I was getting a lot of, of word, good teaching, but I missed the fellowship. It was different. It, you know, teaching has always been very important to me. Um, I, I love hearing teaching of the word, and it feeds my soul. But then I realized there was another part to that. It's like having a balanced diet, isn't it? Um, we can eat one kind of food, and, and that's not enough, even when it's really good. And teaching is wonderful, but in and of itself, we need fellowship. We need worship. And that was such a blessing today. And um, some of you, 
probably saw our feeble attempt at worship, um, Phil and I, you know, and, and I just, I just struggled with that so much. And I said, Lord, I just, and we listened on, you know, our Spotify thing or whatever. It's just not the same as being together and, and singing together. So thank you so much. And um, I really now have a great admiration for those who can be filmed, and it sounds really good. <laughs> John and Kathy did great. Um, it's harder than it looks for any of you that haven't tried it. Um, but what a blessing to be here today. Um, I do want to say one thing that's just so much on my heart right now. We live in a broken and fallen world. And there are many of our brothers and sisters suffering right now. And as much as the Lord has blessed me during this time and allowed me to serve, and I want to say a special thank you to um, to um, Sarah Yakovich and those others that have served and passed out food. I know um, y'all have been doing that, and what a what a ministry! And and I've had the privilege of doing that in Jackson County. In fact, I had more scheduled hours during this COVID than I've had since I retired. But it was by choice. But the Lord opened up opportunities, and I was able to to do that, and I'm thankful for that. But there are many hurting people in our communities right now, and the enemy is trying to kill, destroy, and steal. And it's not just physical death. It's spiritual death because he wants to divide and bring about hatred. And um, a friend of mine shared with me this precious prayer from Ravi Zacharias, who recently went home to be with the Lord, as you know. But um, he prayed this prayer in 2016. For healing and rec- reconciliation. And I just want to share this part. He prayed. He said. Um, Our differences seem to lead us even further apart. Oh Lord of miracles. Do what only you can do to save us from ourselves. Give us men and women who will lead us to reconciliation. Give us leaders who will bind up to heal our wounds. Not those who will only incite more hate. Give us voices that will bring hope and not despair. Please comfort the bereaved and give humility to those who are resistant to your ways. Give us pause so that we might sit back for a few moments to look to you before we look at our own solutions. You told Peter to put back his sword And you restored the one wounded. That's what we long for. A reprimand to one who would would injure and a healing within to one injured. God of miracles, please do it again. We need you. Our nation needs you. Our leaders need you. With you, all things are possible, even for beauty to come from ashes. We pray for a day of unarmed truth and unconditional love. Please answer our prayer, O Lord. And in Matthew 5, Jesus said, 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Please. Thank you, sir. This isn't on. It's on. My son did it. Noah, are you in soundboard? Okay. I got a lot of thoughts rambling through my head. Um, just being home, <clears throat> being with my family, realizing, like John, you had mentioned a couple weeks back, that, and we talked about this, there's two families that God has put on earth. There's the family that he gives us, the mother, the father, the children, what comes out of that? And then there's the family of the church. This is the family that God made for earth, his spiritual family. And we're representatives of him here. We have to understand the importance of that. You know, being at home, it was nice. I was able to sing with the kids. I could tell them all the stuff I wanted to about communion because I think communion really needs to be taught about. I'm like, I get to say what I want to say. I get to be prophet, priest, and king in my house. This is great. And it was great, but it wasn't church. That's my family at home. This is the family that God has set up. When you come to church, you don't come here to become a better person. You don't come here to get cleaned up. Church can be a hospital, but church is not the hospital. It doesn't fix everybody. This is where the new creation in Christ gathered to proclaim his name. That's number one. Does everybody understand that? We do come here for healing. Healing is important. We do come here just to get together. We do come here to worship. This is the culmination of a life of worship, coming here together as a family. Erica, when I see you, you and me are the family of God. The healing that's going to hit this nation, it doesn't come through everyone getting together and singing Kumbaya together, it comes through the power of the gospel that Jesus Christ said, there's no longer different races, creeds, ethnicities. We are one in Christ. We are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. New things have come. The clean nature of what Christ has created on this earth will clarify everything. All these things will become a gospel message. If they're not a gospel message, they're not worth fighting for. I got a, a thousand things to talk about communion, but I don't want to ramble too much. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about currencies. And I wanted to talk about the calendar. A couple of things. I'm sorry. You know, Phil was talking a couple when we first started in the year 2020. I don't know if God follows the Gregorian calendar. He probably doesn't. But 2020 has some meanings for us in the English language, doesn't it? 2020 is clarity of sight. You know, being able to see things clearly. And sometimes we don't see things clearly enough until we lose them. Um, <clears throat> a couple years back, I've always prided myself on being a good sleeper. It's not much to be proud of, but I was proud of it. I could lay down at night. I could sleep. I take naps every day. 
I love my sleep. Who doesn't love their sleep? Good rest. The Lord said, I'm going to give you rest, didn't he? Well, I lost that sleep. Was that the enemy? Was it the Lord? Who allowed that to happen? The Lord allowed that to happen. Nothing goes through without him allowing it. Was it an attack from the enemy? I don't know. All I know is this. When I lost my sleep, I was in constant fear. Every night I would go to bed fearful that I couldn't sleep. It was awful. The Lord slowly worked on me. And I think what he was working on me was getting my thoughts in check. Learning to take thoughts captive. We all need to learn to take thoughts captive in this time in this place. That clarity of thought made me realize how great it was to sleep. How wonderful it was to have a good night's rest. And guess what happened when that came back, when the good rest came back? I'd wake up in the morning and the first thought that hit my mind was, thank you, Jesus, that I slept good last night. You know how many times I prayed before in the morning and thank God for sleep? Zero. Never even considered it. And the same is true what we're doing here. We've all been able to celebrate and be a family and be a church for years and years, our whole lives. And sometimes we take it for granted. Sometimes we take our own family members for granted. Let this time bring clarity to your thoughts, to the purposes of your heart. Don't let it... Well, let me say it this way. There's two currencies that exist in spiritual realms. There's the currency of heaven, and that currency is faith. That's, that's our purchasing power. We have faith, and he gives us faith. There's also a currency from hell, and that currency is fear. And there are two trump, trumpet blasts going on in this nation right now, going on in the world right now. There's a trumpet blast coming from the enemy, and it's blasting out fear everywhere. It's saying, you be afraid. You think you're healthy? I'm going to take that health from you. You think this nation is unified? You think you have anything in this country? I'm going to take that from you, too. You think you can make money? You think you can work hard and have the American dream, and if you do your best, I'm going to take all that from you, too. That's the currency of hell, and it's fear. The currency of heaven is faith. It doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect, but it does mean that God is good. He's always asked us this from the very beginning, from the creation of the world, Adam and Eve, he's always asked us to believe that he is good. If we can't believe that in the midst of our suffering, we're not going to believe that in the midst of our pleasures either. Like C.S. Lewis said, you know, the trumpet, God trumpets out, and you can hear his voice loudest when things are going bad. And, and, and he whispers to us in our pleasures. I'm kind of paraphrasing that. We can see him subtly in our pleasures, but in our pains, he blasts it out to us. He lets us know stronger and stronger who he is. But we need to have faith that he's good. Okay? Because bad things are going to continue. The world is going to come to an end. And if you read your Bible, you'll see that things, they're going to get kind of sticky. I remember when this first started, um, talking to my children about sickness and health and protection we read Psalm 91 today. I believe Psalm 91. I believe when I wake up in the morning, I'm praying to the Lord. I'm saying, Lord, a thousand may fall on my side, ten thousand at my right hand. You go before me. You're my rear guard. In fact, 
your wings are over me and you're protecting me. And, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they all believe that, too. They had things further to say, didn't they? That carried on. That's number one. That's A. Point A is we believe he is good always. 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 Plan B, which is tied to plan A, is this. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were getting forced into that furnace. Everybody remember that story? And the king was saying, you either going to bow. You're either going to bow your knee to me or I'm throwing you in that furnace. They said, we're not going to. We're not going to bow. And then they made a, a claim that I thought was awesome. And they were like, you can throw us in there, but our Lord will save us. But there's more to it. There's more to it than that. Even if he doesn't save us. Even if he doesn't save us, we're still not going to bow the knee. Does that make sense? This is where the currencies of hell and heaven come in. The currency of faith that says, I don't care what I'm seeing right now. I believe God is good. He's for his people. And we all have a purpose here right now. And we can believe the currency of hell, which is fear. And we're looking around. Wandering and wondering and looking. What's going to happen next? What am I going to do? We don't need to do that. Because we know that God's good, right? All the time? All the time. Amen. I'm not old, but I can't remember if I was up here yet. I just want to make a quick um, announcement. We're contemplating opening a thrift store, and I'm looking for people's input. And I need to clarify, negative input to me is positive input, because negative input gives me enough 
to make a decision, so that becomes positive. So don't be afraid to tell me my idea sucked, because it's not my idea. <laughs> We're going to use a, um, an opportunity that uh, somebody's going to offer us a storefront, uh, basically free. The church is going to write it off. We're going to specialize. We're not going to do the typical care net or that kind. We're going to specialize into a certain area to try to control and not compete. And we're just gathering information and gathering opportunities for people to volunteer because a lot of volunteers are going to be uh, necessary to make it work. And as soon as I get enough of an input, then we'll go to the next step, which is uh, prepare a uh, plan give it to the church to look at, give it to the elders to approve, and then move on if we do it. And uh, once again, I want to make sure everybody understands that this is not my idea. I've got way too much to do. That means God's pushing me. So this is God's idea. I've really enjoyed this. <laughs> um, I uh, appreciate all the input, all the sharing. Um, it was fun to play my guitar again and have you guys blasting back with the joy of the Lord in your hearts and celebration. You know, the corporate celebration is awesome to me. I, I love the sharing today. Just it, it was all over the place, and that's who we are. We are not cookie cutter. We are unique. Our theologies are not all exactly the same. You know, our experiences, not all, you know, are all of that. And God is so much bigger than that. And we are the church. And I, I. I no matter what, no matter what, we are the church. And he is the God of all gods, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. <clears throat> so thank you for coming and sharing. Don't forget to contact people who are not able to get out and, and do and, you know, are, are being cautious and rightfully so. Make sure that they sense that they're a part of the family of the church. Amen. Um, you can possibly do that. Are you saying yes, amen, or are you saying I want to talk? You want to talk? Well, you better hurry up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
and all those who have, you know, they've stretched. It's been a stretch. Um, uh, let's continue to pray for uh, Covenant Child Care as they work on their facility to make that happen. Um, and uh, right. That's right. That's right. COVID cannot go. <laughs> and for those of you who have persevered and done some uh, done some Zoom, you know, it's like I still haven't figured it out, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, let's let's appropriate the um, the benediction that was shared with us by Carrie Job and. Cody Carnes, is that right? Yeah. So I just want to say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen and amen. Hey, don't forget, love one another. <laughs>